The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk about the big surprise from Dynamite. Brody King shows up. We talk about it right here on the Busted Open podcast. Also, we keep it real. We keep it real with Renee. Renee Paquette talks about all the hot topics in the world of pro wrestling right now on the Busted Open podcast. What are your thoughts about Brody King from Ring of Honor showing up on AEW Dynamite last night? Uh, Of course, big fan of Brody. We've had him on the show. Uh, Big fan of him personally. Um, Think he will do well uh, in AEW. He looks like he's gotten himself in even better shape. I know he used to be kind of heavy. Then he got super leaned out. Now he looks like he's filling out. You heard the reaction. The place knows who he is the place reacted one of the better reactions uh for the crowd uh and raleigh last night but uh, i liked it i like him coming there i don't know if alistair black needed anybody to help him uh or kind of can i always look at when you bring somebody in to accompany somebody it's because they just need a change. And I don't think Alistair Black needed a change yet, um, but it'll be interesting to see with uh, what devastation these guys can do. And when I say change, I mean, you know, Alistair Black goes after the world title and then loses, and then he needs that change. So that's kind of how, like, when I look at things from, you know, a wrestler's standpoint, <clears throat> if it was my, you know, world, because then, hey, where do you go from that person? If you think of like the history of wrestling, he goes after old school would be he'd go after the world title. He would lose to Bob Backlund and then he would challenge the Intercontinental Champion. Um, then it switched to you have the rise to the Intercontinental title and then you become, you know, you go after the world title. They it used to be the Intercontinental title would be the litmus test to see if you were a draw 
enough to be the world champion. And, and I don't know what formula it has now, but I'm talking specifically WWE. And then if you think about a lot of times in WWE, they will go from world champion to tag team champion and then hope to get back in that mix, which doesn't always necessarily happen. So, I mean, the formula is different for everybody. Um, my formula is push this person to the moon. If they, they're not going to be your world champion, they help get over your world champion and then a little bit of a repackage uh, and then they go after something else. Yeah, it's 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 crazy in AEW right now because there are only so many championships and there's only so many spots at the top of the card. But boy, Tommy, AEW has a very big roster of wrestlers. So we could do a whole show of wrestlers we'd love to see uh, in the main event picture of AEW. But there's just so many spots you can fill at the top of the card. Um, But good to see Brody King with AEW. I think it would have been a little bit better because you mentioned the reaction. I thought it was a good reaction. But I think if they would have done that last week in New Jersey... It would have been a great reaction. I think the East Coast is a little bit more familiar with Ring of Honor and Brody King. That's just my opinion. Um, but I, I thought very cool moment last night. Good to have Brody King on. And again, you know, people are still waiting for the Briscoes to show up on AEW Dynamite. For those who aren't following, please do. Uh, the Briscoes on social media calling out FTR and Tony Khan week after week with these videos have been priceless. And I can't wait for when uh, it actually does happen, Tommy. But I love the ride. Take as long as you want because the ride has been phenomenal. Yes. Um, The thing about, you know, having so many people, you also got to remember there's a few contracts expiring if you're thinking how long they had signed people. Uh, It's like, what, two to three years since they've debuted. So, I mean, there's also, I'm sure, some contracts that they will let expire just because they have a whole lot of people and see what happens with that. Um, And that's just the nature of the game. Uh, You know, I could see some people that, hey, you had a nice little run here, go out, do other things, and if, you know, come back. Uh, They've even mentioned, you know, on the show with MJF going to WWE, there's now talk of Wardlow, like having interest within WWE. Who knows? Um, it could just all be a lot of people trying to speculate people's contracts with, you know, from the time that they signed. But yes, that's the evolution of, you know, we think of we're all excited for the NFL playoffs, but right after for the teams that didn't make it, what are they talking about? The draft. And then it's like, well, what players have been here that we have to replace or maybe they're getting up in age or we've done everything with them. Maybe they'd be free agents. That That's just the nature of the industry. So um, it'll be interesting times uh, already. I mean, what a week we freaking came off of. Like, honestly, we had talked about it last week and now it's just a whole new week. <laughs> and it's almost like, but did you do you really did you take in what we saw last week? And now we're just getting this know, week already. That's the shame of that's the shame of wrestling because it moves so quickly. You mentioned last week, you know, I thought a good raw uh, two nights of Wrestle Kingdom where we we saw you know Okada dominate in the two main events. You know, hard to kill. You know, dynamite. Um, a, the battle of the belts for AEW. Like so much great wrestling last week, and it's hard to kind of digest it. 
because our world, that's why it's so great having a show like ours, Tommy, for three hours every single day because there's so much wrestling out there to consume. You can't watch it. It's impossible to watch all the wrestling that's out there right now. That's why I own three TiVos, bro. Got to just uh, DVR everything. Was it night? What is it? 1998 with your TiVo? 2002? Shut up. I'm in the rumbles. That my music. Throw the cans in. (laughs) You mentioned MJF. Uh, Listen, you want to talk about a story, storytelling yesterday and last night, CM Punk. Uh, They were able to garner some sympathy for CM Punk last night. That match with Wardlow. Wardlow looked like a million dollars. And that's how you get a guy that, you know, is like maybe in the middle of the card, maybe an afterthought. That's how you bring him to the forefront, and that's how you build the main event talent. Awesome job with Wardlow, MJF, and CM Punk last night. Great, great storytelling. I mean, CM Punk took a hell of a amount of power bombs, and you know, MJF telling him to do it. They had that moment where he grabbed his hand. Oh man, that was some really, really good television. Uh, when you talk about Wardlow, Wardlow's made a few adjustments. The the beard makes him look tougher, but the outfit that he changed made him look like a bigger star as opposed to just that black singlet that he's been wearing. Um, I noticed the two what uh, the two Indian guys in the WWE as well as uh, Omas. I'm like, how are they approving this tank top and blue jean look like black jeans? Yeah. It, they don't look professional. They And this is talking to a guy who pretty much wore sweatpants when he wrestled. Um, but it's like they need an uh, Omos needs an outfit change. He needs to look something different. Um, don't give him the giant Gonzalez outfit that you have in the warehouse because that would be horrible. But uh, that little tweak of an outfit made him look uh, Wardlow made him look every bit of a star um, with the colors. If you have white, it makes you when you're moving, it makes you look faster. If you get white boots, it makes you look even faster. But that trim that he had made him look like a bigger star. These are the little things. No. And uh, he looked like a star last night, got sympathy on CM Punk and MJF just as an asshole. And Wardlow would have won that match. He had the pin, had the foot on the chest of Punk, one, two, and then MJF comes into the ring to stop him. Like Wardlow would have been able to beat CM Punk, something that a lot of people are wondering if MJF is going to be able to do. And this story keeps building. What a st- great story does, Tommy, has a lot of layers. And this story between Punk and MJF has a lot of layers. Hey, everybody, this is Lindsey Rhodes. And with the NFL playoffs underway, what better time than now to check out my podcast, The NFL Road Show? We're going to break down the biggest games, key players, every angle in between with guests that go past the low-hanging fruit and get to what you really need to know. We'll have new episodes every Monday and Thursday all the way through Super Bowl 56 in my hometown of Los Angeles. So please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included with most subscriptions. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Honestly, I've got a bit of a laundry list here of things that I could run through. So where to start, where to start, I'm going to go Sasha Banks. Um, I love that Sasha Banks opened up ESPN's um, segment to kick off the 2022 College Football Playoff National Championship game. I think that this is so important to have wrestlers doing mainstream things like this. She's a perfect person to hang that hat on, put her out there. People love them some Sasha Banks. You know, I, I liken this to the way that Big E was able to go out and walk out Sean Porter. These moments are huge, and WWE needs to capitalize on these moments in having that cross-promotion. I know cross-promotion is something that's so important to WWE, but to keep pushing those things forward, putting Sasha in that moment, and it did feel like a big moment. I mean, I don't know how many people were watching that game, but I know that it was probably a hell of a lot. Uh, So really, really cool to see her go out there and do that. I love this mainstream push for some superstars. Yeah, but tell me if I'm wrong, Renee. And first of all, congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs for beating Alabama. But... It's on Monday night, so it's going up against Monday Night Raw. But also, too, she was like the character in The Mandalorian. Like, if I, they don't even mention Sasha Banks in that segment. So I'm wondering, it's like, it's good for her, but I don't know if it's necessarily good for the WWE. That's a very good point. Uh, hard to argue that. I agree that if you're going out there in the Mandalorian character, but I think for Sasha still to be able to dip her toe in some other waters. I mean, obviously it was a WWE produced 
situation. Uh, her husband, Surratt, I saw him posting about helping putting the gear together. I know it was a WWE makeup team putting all this stuff together. So it was still very a WWE production. But yeah, I mean, going up against Monday Night Raw, but I think that that's got to be one of those situations that WWE is like, well, what are you going to do? I mean, better to be involved mm. than not, right? Get True. someone out there. Um, but, you know, I, I just think that it's cool to kind of take those moments in some other sports venues and to to get some people out there for a little more notoriety to, you know, especially with something with ESPN, you know, with the relationship with WWE and ESPN. I think that it's something really, really cool to see. So very happy for Sasha Banks on that front. Moving on, Nikki Ash turning on Rhea Ripley. I feel like this is what needed to happen. I don't know that it's what everybody saw coming. I think people thought maybe it was going to be Rhea Ripley to be the one to split the group up. But Nikki Ash, I mean, honestly, when she started this character, I was like, mm, not so sure what we're doing here. <laughs> I was really on the fence about it. But I love Nikki. I think she's so great. I know how creative she is. I know how much she loves what she does and has such a passion for professional wrestling. So for her to take a character like that and run with it, and like truly see people jump on this bandwagon, I think was really, really cool. Now to see where this character can grow and change and develop in the things that she's going to start doing. So I'm, I'm really happy for Nikki to see her get this little bit of a, you know, get this heel turn moment. I'm excited to see what her and Rhea are going to do moving forward. How did you guys feel about that? I think uh, both women desperately need character changes. Mm -hmm. uh, Dave and I have talked about, we were actually thinking of doing our own master's class about uh, lost people and Rhea Ripley oh. would be one of them. Can you believe that that's a thing though? Can you believe that that's a thing for Rhea Ripley? This perfect. No, I, I can't believe it. She's incredible. And she's just like this perfect package that is ready to go. She's young, but she is so adaptive and is adaptive a word adaptable. Uh, she, she's just, I think she's incredible. I can't believe that she's somebody that um, could have for a second fallen between the cracks. Well, that's uh, not because of her or her talent. That's because of creative sure. and hopefully it gets her right back on track. And when is the best time to turn somebody that we really, really love and feel bad for um, is when exactly what they did uh, because everybody likes Nikki um, and it's going to be like, how could you do that to us? Mm -hmm. And when a character, she's not winning the world title, she, they lost the tag titles, she is down in the dumps. What a better time to turn a beloved character to see if that character has wings. Yeah, let's give her some wings. Let's let baby take flight and see what happens. Absolutely. And I think with, I think with Nikki A.S.H., Renee, is that, man, I think creatively, as, as much as they may have dropped the ball Rhea Ripley, I think they dropped the ball with her too. And, and, and see if you, if you can understand my line of thinking. She right, debuts that character on June. She debuts the character on June 21st, right? You know, Nikki A.S.A. Did you just almost, know that date off the top of your head? Okay, I'm like, a, I'm, like an I'm like an encyclopedia. Holy so crap. she comes out. I'm almost a superhero. Nikki A.S.A. You're like, wow. All right, cool. July 18th at Money in the Bank. She wins the Money in the Bank briefcase. The next night on Monday Night Raw, she cashes in and wins the women's championship. So, like, well, all within a few weeks, she goes mm -hmm. from debuting a character, winning money in the bank, and winning the championship. Where do you go from there? And then, you know, and yeah. then she loses the championship, teams up with Rhea Ripley. They win the tag team championship. 
lose the tag team championship, and then break up. Like, this is all within six months of the <laughs> debut of that cat. Like, Renee, oh, seriously. Oh, my like, God. Like, you know, could you, could you make her a, a real uh, – she's almost a superhero, an underdog, and then within two weeks she's the women's champion. I mean, could you pace yourself a little bit? Give a little <laughs> bit of storytelling let's really, here let's, for let's, crying yeah, out let's loud. let's wait for the – Almost a superhero, you know? Yes! Like, let's lean into that. Let's she sounds like a, a fucking superhero. <laughs> she debuts the character and wins the women's championship. That's a fucking superhero to me. That's not almost a superhero. That's a superhero. Yeah. You know what she she's going to be now? An ASH <laughs> hole. Oh. Well, There's yeah. your first comment, Rhea Ripley, trademark Tommy Dreamer. You're an ASH hole. <laughs> Get that writer's credit. Get that out there. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I, I, I want to see what they're going to do with this. Um, you know, I mean, like, you know, like we were just saying with, with Rhea as well. It's like, you know, sometimes you get stuck kind of battling against the creative team and what other people's mm-hmm. visions for you may be. I know what that uphill battle can look like. Um, but I, uh, I do think that, you know, Nikki is so determined to be doing, you know, all the things that her character wants to do. I'm sure she's got some kind of like mapped out vision board at home of the things that she would like to do. So let's hope that she can maybe get some other people on board and really bring some of the shit to fruition. I think she would absolutely knock it out of the park. So really looking forward to that for her. Um, this one I didn't have written down, uh, but it just popped back in my head as well. But um, I just can't get over the fact that William Regal has been let go by WWE. I'm sure you guys have been talking about this up and down uh, on Busted Open, but it just it just kills me. I just can't wrap my head around what the thought process was of not having William Regal be a part of any wrestling promotion. I mean, when you think of the respect that comes from William Regal, you think of the history and the knowledge and, I mean, just all of the things that... that sum up William Regal as a wrestler, as a mentor uh, on the creative side. I mean, even having him, you know, in a GM position, he just brings so much to the table. And, you know, you keep hearing about these releases and you see different names pop up. And, you know, I mean, Samoa Joe's just another one. You're like, what is happening yeah. over here? Uh, it just, it's upsetting. It's, it's really upsetting and it bums me out. Um, I, I mean, I, I know William Regal will, I'm sure land somewhere happily and be able to put his services to good use somewhere. And I can't wait to see what that is. Maybe he doesn't, maybe he just wants to hang out. I don't know what William Regal's going to do, but um, you know, I think someone that was just such a, you know, one of the cornerstones of NXT. And I think that's, you know, maybe part of what's happened here is, you know, looking at what those cornerstones are of what has been NXT as we move forward on NXT 2.0. Um, I know you're a sports person, and if you look at management and you look at, let's say, with the New York Giants, uh, their GM is retiring, and then there goes the the head coach that he picked. There goes everyone associated with that person. Mm -hmm. Uh, Triple H is no longer in charge, and everyone associated with him is gone. Uh, You know, road dog. Uh, the only guy who's remained is Sean, but Sean was a Vince yeah. guy before he was a Triple H guy. And Regal, I feel, fell a part of that. And like you said, uh, the moment I had heard, I just shot him a text. I said, hey, if you want to be a commentator at Impact or if you want to be um, a general manager figure, just let me know. So, yeah, yeah he he will have something when he chooses to. Absolutely. You know- oh, my God. I can't wait to see what he does. 
Renee, I was reading uh, John Moxley's book. I don't know. You may have heard of him. I've heard of and, him. I know him quite well. You know what I'm and, saying? By the way, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I hear you. Um, <laughs> excellent book, by the way. But it's so surreal because I was reading it and he does a whole chapter about William Regal and how much he yes. gave to his career and the story that they told. Mm-hmm. Uh, on NXT, and then and then I heard about William Regal, and and man, and John speaks glowingly of William Regal as as everybody mm-hmm. always does. It's sad, because, and I understand what Tommy's saying about that's that happens in sports all the time. A GM, a new GM comes in and he cleans house, but it's also a smart GM that realizes when you do have good people in great positions. Uh, it's it's sad that they felt that they had to let William Regal go, a Scott Armstrong, mm-hmm. a Road Dog. Like that Armstrong family has been a part of that company for decades and decades. Yeah. It, I really felt that that was a sad day when those latest amount of releases happened from the WWE. Me too. I know. I mean, it you know it it kills me knowing these people. You know, at the level I've been able to work with them for the past you know eight years, however long. It's like you know, it is such a family situation there, and it's really sad to see that going away. That that bums me out for a lot of people. You know, um, Renee, you just said something that really struck me. You said, you know, family, and that seems to be going away. I do feel like. The WWE this last year and a half is going from that family owned supermarket to just a corporation that really has kind of lost its family values in a way. Yeah. And you know, what really bums me out about that too, is like, you know, I've been gone from there, like coming up on, you know, like a year and a half, something like that. And there's definitely times that I'm like, man, I really miss everybody. I mi- like, I had a blast when I worked there. Oh my God. I got to do so many fun things with so many great people. And when I look back on that, you definitely get like that feeling of like that FOMO feeling of like, oh, I'm missing out on all those good times, but I don't think those good times exist anymore. Wow. I don't think that that's what's happening there. And that also really is upsetting. It sucks that it's like that. Um, cause wrestling should be the best job in the entire world. Uh, it should be the most fun. And that's when people flourish and do their absolute best. So to see that kind of going away and imagining people walking around on eggshells sucks a big one, as they say. Um, Renee, um, I, I know this is your seg, but uh, you have on your podcast, uh, Tom Phillips. And yes. um, I was there live. I kind of just gave him, uh, you know, some tips. At the end of Hard to Kill, he was crying. Oh, my God. Don't even. He went back and he said, thank you for giving me my passion back. And then, you know, Dave and I, before you came on, we're talking about Mickey James with, you know, it's the they want her back in the rumble. And can she make history? You know, and, you know, maybe if she wins, it's title versus title. WWE needs to change that perception because everybody knows about it. But even if you look at yourself, uh, you look in the mirror and you look at somebody who succeeded outside of that bubble and continues to succeed and there's so many of those stories for different people and when i went back to the wwe it was the greatest time of my life because i knew there was a time period and whenever i felt like i was getting those old vibes of oh this is why you're my (laughs) ex-girlfriend um i can leave whenever i want Mm -hmm. and that's a great feeling to know when you're in control so you know, whenever sure. you have those doubts, you look at the mirror of yourself and you just be like, I'm doing pretty good in my life. They want Absolutely. me cool. I'm go back on my own terms. 
Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's not even in a sense of like, oh, th- I think what what kind <laughs> of you know tugs at me a little bit is that it's not a feeling of like, oh, I want to go back to that. It's that oh, that doesn't exist anymore. Yep. The thing that was is no longer. So I mean, there's honestly like there's a little bit of closure in that for me of being like, well, f- you know, the thing that I do miss and I, I kind of long for a little bit is just not there anymore. Um, so it, I don't know, it kind of helps you move on in a, a certain way. But at the same time, when I do see friends of mine that are, you know, very dear friends of mine and, um, you know, imagining what they're kind of going through right now, uh, it's sad. Uh, but hey, let's talk about something great. You brought up Tom. Tom is over at Impact. What an incredible signing for Impact. I think he is such a talented play-by-play announcer in the world of professional wrestling. Not easy to come by a guy that can be as smooth and crisp and professional as he is. And we've seen him in that WWE world wearing every hat from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, pay-per-views, you name it. He's done it. Um, But now to see him let loose. And like you said, he's got that passion back. I'm really excited to see what he does with this. Um, yeah, I had him on my podcast, uh, oral sessions. You guys can check that out, um, anytime, but being able to pick his brain about making that transition, having that, you know, that bit of time off from being with WWE to now being able to cement his feet somewhere else and, you know, kind of relearn everybody. It's a trip. Like we were talking about that of like, you work with these people for so long and all of a sudden you're like, Oh wait, I've got to call you a different name. I've got to call these different finishers. I've got all these different things that I need to do. But, um, I know that he puts in so much work and he takes his job very seriously. Um, so I I feel like that was a a really great pickup for impact. And get to call what you grow up wanting to do call professional wrestling. Yeah. He had one person and that was me tell him to say something and besides and that was after two days so he had one person in his headset that i know of for two days of his of his job that's nice he was able to be himself and he's also like yourself um he's an excellent host and get like when you say wear different hats he could be a great commentator he could be a great announcer and he's a great host because he's the storyteller of the show yeah and it moves throughout where he can take you from segment to segment where you don't feel like you're missing anything. So yeah, he's a big, big fan of him and I'm happy he's, uh, he's uh, found a home. And again, like I said, after heart, uh, the pay-per-view he was in tears and like, Mm. I thought something was wrong and he was just, and he sent a note to Scott Demore and he was just like, thank you for letting me find my passion back and thanked all the boys. And he was just like, what a friggin' pay-per-view. And just to get there and just to do your job of something that you love for years, it's awesome. It's awesome to see. It's awesome to be around. And Tommy and, and Renee, I think that that Tom Phillips Hannafin situation is kind of like what you were talking about, Renee, with the WWE now. Like, there was no reason for him to be gone. I mean, he was, yeah. I thought he did an excellent job. Uh, and, and, and no disrespect to our very own Jimmy Smith, but Jimmy Smith's not a wrestling guy. So they yeah. took somebody whose love and passion and everything he was about was pro wrestling and you remove him to put in somebody that didn't have a love or passion or even a knowledge about professional wrestling. It's, it's, That's it's really a, puzzling to me. It's, it's, it is very puzzling. It's very puzzling when you're in that situation, you know, uh, you know, I've been in that situation where it's like, I want to be here. I love so many things about this business, but sometimes that's your detriment at the same time because WWE, especially, I can only speak to the announcer side of things, but they love people from outside our world. They want people that 
that are into MMA, that are into, you know, whatever, um, whatever other sport, any other broadcasting network, for some reason, that's something that they value more than somebody that understands the intricacies of professional wrestling and what all comes along with that. And I, I agree. I mean, Jimmy Smith is great and he's jumped in there and he's done a beautiful job. But somebody like Tom, who's put in that work, like a Michael Cole, you know, Michael Cole, he, you know, he had a career prior to getting into WWE and Tom started so young, but that was really his first job. So you have this guy that is smooth and professional and he wants to be there and you can mold him into what you want him to be. And he wants to do those things. And for that to not be what you want at the end of the day, fucking sucks. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Well, on to another nice topic. <laughs> It started off nice. Uh, it's good. He's he's where he should be right now with yeah. Impact Wrestling. So it's just wins. the frustrations yeah. that come from that like yeah. announced spot where it's like, what do you guys want? What do you want? It's such a hot seat to be in, and it's this revolving door, and it's stressful. And when there's people that really want to knock that job out of the park, and they're not really given that fair shake, it sucks. Um, but somebody who is crushing it that I love is my very own Natalia Neidhart. I think her Twitter game is fantastic right now. Um, and that's what I love about Natty. What people don't know about Natty, I don't think, is how funny she is. She is so funny in that never gets to come through for her. And granted, of course, is just living on social media right now, but I also know how many ideas can be sprung from social media and turn into something uh, in the ring. So maybe that's something that this could kind of head in that direction, but I feel like her, you know, really riding out these... Uh, these accomplishments that she has and having her assistant get back to things. I mean, the trash talking between her and Summer Rae leading up to the Rumble, I think is yeah. very, very funny. Uh, but, I mean, Natty's obviously proven herself in the ring as a competitor. We know what she brings to the table. I do think that there's always so much more that Natty can do. I don't think that she will ever be valued properly for what she does. She's amazing. Um, so now to, to see her kind of show us a little bit more of Natalia. My favorite moments hanging out with Natty are like after the show, having a glass of wine and shooting the shit. And I feel like that part of Natty is coming through for people to see through some of her social media stuff right now. So kudos to Natty. I hope that I hope that creative can pick up on something like that and uh actually make something like that work on television for her wishful thinking but i mean you never know <laughs> you never know but i agree I mean, first of all i love her she's a big listener to the show and so for that i'm always grateful but she does like it, i don't know how they missed the boat with her but they have i mean everybody knows how great of a wrestler she is and she's tremendous mm -hmm. but she does she has a great sense of humor she has a great personality and i'm glad that she has a forum like twitter to be able to get those things out there to people yeah. Natty is an amazing uh, I, person. Yeah, she really you know, is. Love me some Natty. She's just one of my she's one of my favorite people in that locker room. Huge fan. Um now Britt Baker and Adam Cole working together on television. Of course, this was inevitable. As soon as Adam Cole debuted in AEW, I think everyone was kind of chomping at the bit of like, ooh, when do we get to see this? And it's happening right before our very eyes. Uh, I can't wait to see what these two are going to do together. I mean, you look at couples uh, in the wrestling world and um, some of the things that they're able to pull off. You look at what Ms. and Maurice are doing, what, what Beth and Edge are doing right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what these two are going to do together. I feel like they are on top of the wrestling world right now. And I think it could be really, really cool. I think it could be neat. Um, do you guys think that it happened too soon? No, I mean, I... I 
I was talking. I was having this conversation with Gabby before the show. Like wrestling fans are so smart. They know. They know everything. They know what's going on outside. Uh, why not use that? And I think they're using yeah. that now. And I think it's awesome. And you mentioned uh, Edge and Beth have been fantastic. Oh my uh, god! The, by the way, Edge, I have to say his T-shirt game is phenomenal. Each and every <laughs> week, that, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, Faith No More Angel like... Dust and and uh, they live. To, he's awesome. He's a bit of a fashionista. Like when I see the outfits he's wearing, I'm like, okay, I know where you got that from. I've seen it. Like I know that he's scouring the internet in the right places, and he knows how to put together an outfit. So good on him for getting that. I have no and idea man, what that means. What's a fashionista? What the hell is that? He's, he likes style. He knows fashion. Oh, okay, got, yeah, sorry. So just say style. that. So just say he knows fashion. I don't know these terms. That takes longer terms. than for me to just say fashionista. Come on, <laughs> okay. man. I should Come know on. that. I should know that. I'm, you I'm, should know that. I'm wearing black sweatpants and an Alice, Co- Alice Cooper t-shirt. I have. No, I'm not a fashionista by the Alice stretch. Cooper shirt's cool. Yeah, it's all right. Eighty-six tour constrictor tour. See, that's good. That was that, that's probably an expensive t-shirt, no? It's a, you know what? I don't know. I I just I keep all my old rock t-shirts. Mm. I have I like to keep my boxes too. and boxes of vintage rock t-shirts. So, that's See, just See, that I am always scouring the internet for that kind of stuff. Um, I know my time is almost up here, guys, but um I want to talk to you about Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox getting engaged. Have you seen this? Have I, you got hmm. eyes on this situation? I, yes. I think the way they, they went about it is a little on the creepy side, to be honest. Okay, why? The drinking of the blood? You're not into the drinking I, I, of the blood? I don't know. Drinking of the blood is not creepy to you, <laughs> Renee? Are you going to drink somebody's blood? I think it's weird blood? as all hell. I find them weird in general. Um, I just, I don't know them personally. I don't really have a dog in this fight. Um, but for some reason, just when I see... You know what really threw me off? I mean, the drinking of the blood is like, a, for me, a throwback to Angelina Jolie and uh, Billy Bob Thornton. How'd they had their out? own. Not very well. <laughs> Not very well. Um, but what was weird is watching the video of Machine Gun Kelly proposing to her. And it's like a 10 camera shoot. What the fuck? Yeah. How you didn't. Your uh, cameras are just following you around like that all the time. Like, what are all these cuts? That we're doing to get to the engagement, it it threw me off. I'm not gonna lie. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.